0: Hey, this is to all the YA I've loved before. I'm your host, Casey Racer. On this podcast, I talk about all the young adult fiction books and teen movies and TV shows from my youth in the 90s and 2000s. This is season three, Nancy Drew and the Teen Girl Detective. I'm having so much fun talking about Nancy Drew and we're doing another book, this one from a new era, from the Nancy Drew Files, Case One, Secrets Can Kill. I have on my Aunt Krista who was a big Nancy Drew fan back in the day and grew up in the 80s and she has got some really awesome things to say about that era. Before we get into it though, please go follow me on Instagram at toalltheya. If you like hearing about old books like this one, you will love the content I have over there. Also here's the obligatory please rate and review on whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Alright, let's go solve a mystery! Nancy Drew goes back to high school, but this time the curriculum is murder. Did you see that tagline on the back, on the back yes. of the book? That made me laugh so Aww. hard. Hi, welcome to my podcast. This is my aunt Krista, who is guesting today. Yay, hello. I'm so excited to have Krista on because when I think of... Well, okay, so we're doing the 80s Nancy Drew series, which is the Nancy Drew Files, and it came out in 1986... When I think of the 80s, I think of my Aunt Krista. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Uh, Because just the music and the fashion. And my mom even said that you were a big fan of Nancy Drew back in the day. So I knew I needed a a big Nancy Drew fan because I didn't know Nancy Drew very well when I was a kid. right? But so that's why I'm so happy to have you on. So you can parse through all this and talk about the 80s-ness of it all
1: yes oh because it definitely is it talks yes. about her hair and her car and yes yeah absolutely so 80s
0: which is so funny since ashley and i just did the original like the first ever book which is from 1930 right And comparing those things and like the different, the changes that they brought to, it was really interesting for me. Yes. And when
1: you talked about that too, because I listened to it and I thought you were so smart about those things, like how you, the observations you made about it too. It was very cool.
0: Thank you. (laughs) We can make some of those same observations because I did have thoughts about the connectedness between the, the 1980s and what was going on in the culture. Right. So yeah. So let's talk about the Nancy Drew files. Right. So it ran from 1986 to 1997, Mm -hmm. which kind of surprised me that it went to into well into the 90s. Right. And I feel like I looked through the covers, and they didn't get less 80s. Really, they
1: were definitely in the same style. Yeah. I was, as I was looking at them as well, I was like, wow, yeah, they stayed pretty, pretty in the 80s.
0: Exactly. And um, so it was a a direct spinoff from the Nancy Drew mystery stories, which were the originals developed in the final year of the series in books uh, number 77 and 78. Which is why when I picked this book up and read it, I felt like I was like, I'm being just dumped into this world. Totally.
1: I got the same thing because I I thought the same thing. I'm like they didn't do any introduction, mm-hmm. like anything to tell you what's happening or where she's at or anything. And I was like yeah. that's really weird.
0: It was. They were just like this is Nancy, she solves mysteries and that's that. Yes. And it is more, like, mature than the last book series because yeah. it has the romance and, like, more violence. I was actually really surprised that there was a death in this book. Yeah. Like, a like just, all of a sudden, oh, there's murder. And I'm like, what is I happening? Like, I gasped. Yeah. Also, when I was looking up just, like, some background about this series, of course, I used good old Wikipedia because why venture further than that? <laughs> And somebody had edited the article on the Nancy Drew files and said the relationship between Nancy and Ned, and it calls them a dysfunctional couple. And I thought that was so funny and like so (laughs) shady, but also very true. Right?
1: (laughs) Yeah. Because she's like thinking about this other guy and then she's like, oh, but
0: I have Ned. And I'm like... What the heck? Okay, I have so much to say about her. Yes. Like so much to say about her and Ned. Like <laughs> especially because um. So I have read a few other of the books in the series for my Instagram because I've just been kind of picking them up here and there because they're yeah. su- they're super fun to read. Mm-hmm. And Ned is such an afterthought in everything she does she doesn't even <laughs> like him it feels like and it just like it cracks me up to read the first book it was like this from the very beginning right? yes <laughs> and also the last fact about this book series is there was a 1995 television show based on this series but it didn't actually have anything to do with the books <laughs> it only lasted 13 episodes but Scott Speedman from Felicity Ben from Felicity was Ned in it oh i did not know that yes and also he was only in five episodes which really cracks me up considering all the shit we've just been talking about ned he was also in the last season of you and when he came did you watch i I have not ariel has i have not i need to talk to ariel ariel (laughs) is my cousin chris's daughter when i (laughs) when i saw him on you i (gasps) would Ben, (laughs) right uh because i i love scott speedman he's right. such a cutie pie <laughs> yes
1: absolutely i think of him from the vampire movies underworld yes
0: yep, That's... yep. he's also in that yep. yes let's get into our histories with nancy drew i talked a lot about mine um in the last episode with the original series but when i was actually thinking about this series and i picked up my copy i realized that i've had this copy since i was a teenager <laughs> My mom definitely, my mom, Krista's sister, got it for me at like a library book sale, which is where I got most of my books. Love it. I still go to those all the time. They're great. Yes. So when I started reading it, I was like, oh, I read this. This is Mm -hmm. great. And I remembered all of the details like the high school and I didn't remember the death. But as I said in the last episode, I wasn't like a huge Nancy Drew fan. I just like knew all about her because who doesn't know about Nancy Drew? Well, right. But I do want to hear about your experience with Nancy Drew as someone who was you know, like a teenager, as they were coming out with new books from these series,
1: right? Like you said, 1986, so that was right when I was in it. You know, I was early teen, you know, that was my time with this kind of thing. It was Nancy Drew, and of course, there was Sweet Valley High. But
0: I, I want to talk about that with yes, you in a minute, we'll
1: get that. <laughs> but yes, the Nancy Drew, and that also gave me like a throwback to my sisters, your mom, Brenda, and my other sisters who read the older books, like from the 70s and stuff. So that was one of the things that I had already kind of when this new set came out.
0: Like your sisters and you enjoyed Nancy Drew at different times with these different series. Yes. That's so cool. And was Nancy Drew kind of like a figure for you? Oh, definitely.
1: I mean, she was this girl who did all these mysteries and did the stuff
0: when nobody else did I totally agree and even I mean even reading these now when we have so much more YA and books for young women to read and so many more like really good female like main characters she still is top for me because she just like she does it she does her shit Right. I loved that. Yes,
1: absolutely. Because again, going back to the comparison of that versus Sweet Valley
0: High, (laughs) but she was very strong. Yeah. With that, I do want to get into the 1980s because yes. and i think we should start with books <laughs> i'm really excited to talk about this i'm a huge Sweet valley <laughs> fan as well and definitely pushed by my mom who probably i don't know if she read the books but like she definitely got them for me the first book series i ever read as a child was sweet valley kids mm-hmm. that came out as i like grew sure. up and then i read sweet valley twins and then sweet valley high i am an sea valley high apologist and like it's so entertaining but the characters are so vapid and like jessica is probably like the most self-centered bitch teenage girl i've ever seen in anything but i love her right can't help
1: but love it
0: you know, exactly. you love the
1: books and you love the everything, but you're like, oh,
0: she's very frustrating. I've been re- like rereading a lot of the books and she's one of the most frustrating characters ever. And I always want to apologize for the things she does. And I'm like, no, but you, you make it so hard. Right. But it is funny because when you said that Nancy Drew is pretty much the opposite of that, yeah. like even, okay, I'm d- we're just going to go on a little Sweet Valley tangent. Sure. Even when we're talking about Elizabeth, the quote unquote good twin, right. she's a- awful as well. Mm-hmm. And so many things that she does, she's like so always trying to help people, but not for anybody else's like benefit. Nancy does have that problem a little bit. Yes. But also I feel like she's so much more redeemable when she does those things because you know her heart is in the right place where I don't feel like Elizabeth's heart was ever in the right no. place. No, no. Comparing those characters is really funny and Ashley and I when we were talking about why we weren't really into Nancy Drew, it was because we said we had so many other like great YA books and oh, definitely. When you were growing up, that didn't really exist. No. Like it was few and far between, so no. I can see why you would definitely celebrate a character oh. like Nancy
1: Drew. Yes. Because, I mean, I guess I had like the Madeline Elango books, you know, and Anne of Green Gables. You know, those were really the young adult books that there were. There wasn't really a whole lot else.
0: And I think that the the Nancy Drew books of the 80s really looked at Sweet Valley High as a concept and incorporated a lot of that. Like the fashion and like the the girl on girl hate, which is a thing I don't like in Uh. them, And just like the drama like the Mm -hmm. -the over-the-top drama which made for really good books I think right right other than that oh (laughs) yeah about the 1980s in general like wow what what were you like in the 80s what did you wear what type of music? I mean I know what type of music you listen to because you still do and (laughs) because I love
1: it of course (laughs) um yeah definitely um huge Madonna fan huge Prince fan huge Michael Jackson fan and then of course I love me some hair bands
0: Lastly, what did you wear? Because there's some there's some fun <laughs> outfits in this, but I, oh, I want to know what your fashion was like.
1: I was a little crazy, I have to say. <laughs> I mean, shocker. But yeah, I had some great outfits. My sister-in-law, Judy, used to love to watch me walk to the bus because she would love to see what I was wearing every day when I walked by her house to go to the bus stop.
0: I love that. Oh so,
1: yeah, that was always something fun. I mean, lots of wild colored leggings, different patterns, um, big sweaters were a thing like when I was in middle school. So yeah, you had the big sweater and then you had the little leggings, which mm-hmm.
0: kind of a thing now. I mean. That's my go-to outfit like right? always. So. Yeah.
1: I had this fantastic flowered blazer, was <sighs> like black with pink and green flowers oh. all over it. And I rolled up the sleeves. because. course. You your sleeves rolled <laughs> up. Oh my gosh. And then, yeah, with like black stirrup pants. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Cause that was a thing.
0: Yeah. Into well, the 90s. Cause yeah. I, I hated stirrup pants. Oh, oh my Cause my mom worst. always bought them first. In
1: the 80s, we had to do it because you had to have your socks up mm-hmm. over your pants. <laughs> so, yeah, you had to wear the stirrup inside because your socks had to come up like mid calf so that everybody could see what socks and your LA gear shoes because that was the thing too
0: you know as as now uh adults uh, full-fledged adults <laughs> full-fledged. I know how you feel now because I see these kids wearing this early 2000s fashion and I'm like stop what are you doing that's so <laughs> ugly it was ugly then it's ugly now like yes. I'll go to Target and I'll be like I literally wore these when I was 12 years old do not yeah. do that right don't do that <laughs> So I I I commiserate now and yeah. I it was just a phase mom. Uh, it's so wild how much those things just cycle back through.
1: They do so much.
0: But you know, I'll stick with my leggings and oversized sweaters any day of the week.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely.
0: All right, let's get into the story and let's start with our characters and our Nancy Drew of the 80s. Right. She's a little bit different than. Yes. Then the previous Nancy Drew, she still has that fight, I feel like. She still is a go-getter. Yes. She's still so up for adventure. And I love, like, that's one of the things I absolutely love about Nancy Drew. But there are some differences, like her car. Yes. So she had a blue Roadster in the original, which we also noted in the last one how cool it was that she could change a tire. And even though she couldn't put her own, uh, she couldn't put the,
1: the right. cover up.
0: whatever nancy but in this one she has a mustang in the beginning of the story and i was like didn't she have like a like a red mustang and then right away she talks about how she drives past the dealership and she's drooling over that gt mustang yes convertible yeah yes And I was like, oh, I wonder if she's going to get that by the end. <laughs> and it happens pretty fast and pretty unceremoniously. Right? Yeah, like, oh, that's
1: really quick happened.
0: Yeah, uh, but she does like a good outfit like she did in mm-hmm. the original. Uh, we start off the story with her coming back from a fashion spree with her BFFs. And she- <laughs> can I just say real quick that she bought a whole new wardrobe for this case? Why? Right. Why did you do that, Nancy? First of all. She's only 18. So she's at maybe a year removed from high school. Are your clothes that much different from what the kids wear because you're still a teenager? Right. And second of all, you say yourself that you have planned to have this solved within a week. Why do you need all new clothes, Nancy? (sighs) Wow. <sighs> which I feel like is very 80s and the consumerism of it all oh, do you know what I mean yes definitely. like it is very hyper like consumeristic and mm-hmm. I found that in the later books too um they talk about going to the mall a lot she does go shopping at the mall a lot yes which the mall is such a staple of 80s 90s oh, early 2000s 80s.
1: yes absolutely so
0: I love a good mall like That's where I hung out as a teenager, you know, like I'm not insulting it. I'm just saying it is very of the time.
1: Oh, definitely.
0: Her sunsuits and dresses of the past are now gone and replaced with designer jeans and yes. oversized sweaters. Yes. Like you said, the oversized sweater definitely made me think mm-hmm. of you. She She's so cute on this cover, though. Right? I love her on I know. This. The hair. I love it. Her, her bangs are pretty fried, though. I'm like, well, that's what, they, that's what the hair looked like in the 80s. Oh, my gosh. What when- Whenever I'm watching like an early '80s, early '90s movie where they have like bleached someone's hair, I'm like, "Oh, you poor baby! It's so fried. Get some deep conditioner in there." Yes, we didn't know. We didn't know. know. Seriously. And now we have like hair masks and hair oils, and I'm like, "Yes, I just want the longest of hair." Mm -hmm. Not, not in those days. No. The very '80s thing that I noted about Nancy is that she just ate a yogurt for lunch (laughs) yes oh that's absolutely that's something I totally did like she was like I'll just I'll buy this yogurt yep just eat eat it the yogurt Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm like Nancy that's 90 calories what are you doing like what yeah just a yo play just a Mm -hmm. yo play yeah Oh, that was like that jumped out to me as such an 80s thing it,
1: to do yes, absolutely totally was yes
0: she like I said she's very feisty and at one point she tells a mean girl I can fight all my own battles and I usually win and I was like that's a that's a reality show tagline right there Nancy Drew right? is like made for real housewives. Mm-hmm. she really keeps that feist and she uh she really holds her own a lot in this book and I was very proud of her for that, even though she had a lot of missteps along the way. We get her best friends, Bess and George, who had not been introduced in the last book that we read, because I don't think they come along for another couple of books in the original series. Right. But I did already record an episode of the Hardy Boys-Nancy Drew crossover with Ashley and then her husband and Ryan. We did that last weekend over Thanksgiving. It was so much fun. Oh my gosh. So I got to know Bess and... Poor Bess. Okay. They are so mean to Bess about everything she does and I am such a best apologist mm-hmm. especially in that book which you will see because I feel like she's the one who actually makes everything happen but she's always talking about losing five pounds and she's always falling in and out of love and Nancy like is harsh about it she's like mean about it mm-hmm. but she she does start off this book being like hey, Nancy, get us some hot high school boys. And I'm like, okay, I know you're only 18 and you're, like, a year out of high school, but, like, why don't you Uh, date some college boys? Right? (laughs) Like, what are you doing here? Stop stop being so horny and, like, (laughs) date some boys your own age, which she ends up doing. Right. And then there's her cousin, George, who we don't really get a lot of. she yeah. we get told that she has a dry sense of humor and a beautifully toned body of an athlete. and I'm like, okay, this is all we learned about her pretty much. Right. And then they all have a pillow fight. <sighs> oh that uh-huh. that made me laugh. Let's talk about Ned. <laughs> oh poor Ned. I poor just... Ned. poor bland basic <laughs> Ned. <Right. laughs> She talks about how they've dated since they were kids on and off. And I'm like, oh, they're that couple. Those high school sweethearts that are always annoying their friends by breaking up and getting back together and then talking shit about each other. And they're like, uh, can you just be done already? And right. everybody knows those people. Yes. <laughs> Like, her friends are oh, yeah. so sick of hearing about how, like, uh, Ned was away at college this weekend and he didn't call me. But I'm also going to go and have a date with this other guy. <laughs> right? Because that's what she does. He does. And I'm just like, really? Okay, it, what? It's hard to tell if they're, like, on again during this book. Wait, right, he does so- call her his girlfriend. Right. Yeah. Like, I, I was
1: like, okay, so th- are they really actually dating or it is it just like oh he's away at college so we're not gonna have that relationship but then yeah he says oh she's his girlfriend but she's off with the other dude and I'm like <sighs> what is that
0: that was so okay I we'll get we'll get to Daryl <laughs> because. <laughs> that was funny yeah but hi and she's like talking about how excited she is to end this case so she can go spend a long weekend up with his whole family in the mountains really? which yeah. i'm like first of all you guys are 18 why don't you two just go up there and like drink and like have premarital sex and you know? Mm-hmm. but no she's chase it's 1986 1986 we don't have sex in the 80s as teenagers <laughs> there isn't any of my boy carson drew in this book he's a mention he's an afterthought and i Love Carson Drew, so I was very nice. sad about that. I know. Really, we did hear nothing about him. I'm in love with Carson Drew, <laughs> <laughs> but um, she does talk about how she got the job at the high school because her dad knew the principal. I have things to say about this because as we go into our next character, Brenda Carlton, <laughs> who she Nancy is so mean about Brenda, and Brenda's not the best, like, but she's also so mean to her, and like says. Oh, Brenda just got this job at the, at today's time because it's her dad's newspaper. I'm like, your dad got you a job, Nancy. It's the right? same exact thing. <laughs> she also, like, as we said, we're kind of dropped into this story because it's supposed to be like a spinoff. But this is the first book that brenda is in this is the first appearance of her character ever in the series and we're supposed to know that she has this like rivalry with nancy right yeah that came out of nowhere and she talks about it like we know <laughs> right like we know what's happening That oh yeah they've had this huge rivalry like i'm going what exactly where, like, where did this come from it, a lot of things were just so confusing to me like that and i'm like you're trying to capture a new era of readers and this is unhelpful to everyone. (laughs) Yes. Because I don't think that like obviously there are there is crossover with the audience but I also think there are going to be so many new people reading this from books that were literally first published in the 30s. Right. So like why wouldn't you do an introduction to everyone and have like this first run-in with Brenda. Yeah. And like that could have been a whole thing and I think yes. that could have been really fun instead it's just yes. like oh Brenda is a dumb bitch who got a job <laughs> because of her daddy because of her dad it is funny to me that the problems she has with Brenda are just the problems that I don't know um law enforcement has with the media and like holding them accountable and I'm like Nancy you don't work under the law right right Everything you do is very like mm, I don't know if this would hold up in court. So exactly. like exactly what Brenda's doing isn't that bad to me. No. She's just investigating this 18 year old. 18, I just want to remind everyone. Right. That is using very like nefarious ways to get answers. She's literally going undercover at a high school. Yes. Uh, I would want to investigate that as an investigative reporter. Right, that's a great story. Yeah, I don't. I don't blame Brenda for that. I do blame her for trying to blackmail Nancy into giving her the scoop. Yes. They do get. They do come to an agreement that's later broken. Okay, but we're moving on because we're going to get into the case now. <laughs> Unless you have anything else to say about Brenda, no, I no, just I'm was good. like Brenda's fine, right? Other than the blackmail, which there's a lot of in this book, and this is definitely not the worst blackmail. Yes, <laughs> Nancy starts this case off in an interesting way she says right now the hardest part of this case is deciding what to wear nancy that (laughs) that should not be the hardest part of this case right have you done any background have you done any research she has not she really doesn't do much investigating on this case and i found this to be kind of a kind of a pattern and what she does she kind of falls into answers yes which you know we only have so many pages so many words to work with she's 18 how much can she know she does get the job done but i just had to say that right the premise of this case is nancy drew is hired to go undercover as a high school student which yes that does sound like 21 jump street however it came out a year before 21 jump street (laughs) 21 jump street Stole this idea! (laughs) Right? She goes undercover in the rich town of Bedford to catch who is stealing expensive equipment. It also doesn't sound like too much equipment is going missing, and it's also reappearing, so I don't really know why... That's being investigated. Yeah. You know, it's like, of course the police don't really care about this. Like, it's really not that big of a deal. The day before she starts the case, she receives a videotape in the mail of her and her friends at the mall just hours before with a voice saying she'd better stick to shopping because it'll be a lot safer than snooping, which, yeah, fair enough. At Bedford High, she is given a contact on the inside, aware of who she is, which is Daryl Gray. I have a lot to say about Daryl Gray. Yes which I'm sure you did too. Yes. Um, in order to get her acclimated into the different groups at school. But also he doesn't really do that. She's just a, a pretty girl who really does her own. So she never needed that connect. I don't, right. it was really stupid to me. I'm like, what if it's him? Like you right. just revealed everything. Yes. She discovers the mystery goes much deeper when she comes across a blackmail material and her car's brakes are cut which is why she gets the new car, right? And then a student is murdered, and now she has a much bigger case on her hands. So, um, this is actually, to me, the mystery of why Nancy actually does homework when she goes undercover for a week at high school. Because I wouldn't, right? She's right. like, "Oh great, now I have to do homework." I'm like, "Just don't do it." Why are you such a right? great two shoes? Like, exactly. I just I'm like didn't you're do not homework. really there for that it's not like you have to get into college it's not like you have to pass the class yeah oh that cracked me up and then I had like sweats about thinking about going back to high school and I was like oh god that's awful all right should we get into the suspects yes first of all Jake Webb there's Mm -hmm. some great names in this book yes she immediately runs in or she hears this conversation Between Jake Webb and Hunk Hogan. I'm gonna call him that because his name is too similar to another character's in this and it confused me the entire time. Yes. And Bess Bess calls him Hunk Hogan. And I was like, Bess, calm down. Bess is so horny. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's so out of control. Come on. So this conversation, Hunk Hogan is saying he can't mispractice real. He'll get cut from the team. All evidence and information that Nancy gets is very expositional in nature. And she just so happens upon all these conversations that don't sound like they would ever happen between two people in real life. But I digress. Mm-hmm. Jake tells him he'd better mispractice or else. And then she, when she actually runs into Jake, he threatens her immediately he's like he's such a scumbag and he's like Bedford High has some rules rule one keep your mouth shut about what you just heard if you don't you'll never learn rule two I'm like okay calm down he's also an office assistant so I'm like I bet he's like this like gross little like greasy nerd you know what I mean like yeah like a little oh he's like if you've ever seen the cartoon recess he's like Randall yes (laughs) he's He's so like like, She has violent thoughts about pushing him down the stairs in that moment. I'm like, oh, this is this is foreshadowing. Mm -hmm. Holy shit. Right. Um, Daryl, her connectus show up and Jake says something ominous like the king of cool. He calls him the king of cool. That's like the least cool thing I've ever heard anyone say. Right. Uh, The king of cool has the inside track on everything. Girls, cars, clever ways to make money. And you're like, okay, so uh, Daryl is the something
1: right <laughs> like like hmm what's he doing he's <laughs> gonna be doing something he's gonna be selling he's gonna be doing stuff
0: after all that happens nancy's breaks are cut and we and she's ready to accuse jake and she goes to school and he's dead like she finds out he's dead he's been pushed down the stairs but she wanted to do to him right so i'm like her and i both have the same thought and we're like who else wants to push this asshole down the stairs? Right. She breaks into his locker. She has a lock picking kit next to her makeup in her bag. And I love that <laughs> so much. I was like, sh- uh, sh- should I get a lock? Picking kit? Right. Put it in my makeup bag. Nancy Drew got a a lock picking kit so I got a lock picking kit. She finds a shoebox with a bracelet an article about Hunk Hogan being injured but still wanting to play in the championship which is a really it's a lot of information in that article. Right. And SAT answers and then wire cutters which she deduces uh he cut her brakes. Did he I don't that part is so like weird to me and we'll get into it more as like the mystery kind of unravels but like why did he cut her brakes that's like violent yeah
1: that's like scary not just like stealing things and yeah like
0: small things but obviously this dude is not very smart as we'll learn she also finds the battery pack for the video camera that has been stolen in his locker so yeah so he is the thief but it goes deeper because he's been blackmailing all these students right so he has a tape that she finds and it has three people on it hunk hogan Connie and Hal Morgan. And just a brief aside, I have a question for you. Is Nancy Drew a good investigator? (laughs) I feel like she's not really that good. Because she goes to the video lab to get evidence and she hears something inside and she knocks on the door. Right? I'm like, you are so dumb. What are you doing? And this is why you don't hire an 18 year old to do this. Yeah. So in this video, it has all these people doing bad things, right? In the office, Hell Morgan is stealing SAT answers and Connie is stealing this bracelet. Um, where's this video camera in this office? How does he not notice someone's video camera? Like, this is the 80s, which means this is a huge setup, right? It's there were ginormous. I'm just imagining Jake Webb in this corner, like like crouched down and like with this huge thing and it's just like buzzing so loud. It's like (laughs) how how did these people not notice? He he has all this footage that doesn't make sense that he would have. Right. So the actual mystery Nancy is hired for is solved. Right? Okay, we can all go home now. Right. No, we can't. Because now there's an even bigger mystery because Jake was killed. And which one of the black malees killed him? So let's get into those suspects. Mystery <laughs> number two. So Walt Hunk Hogan. When Hunk is <laughs> I just have to call him that. Yes. When Hunk absolutely. is first introduced. He's just, like, so angry. And they talk about He's, like, he's a football player. He's built, like, a brick wall. And I'm, like, do you think he's angry because he has had a lot of concussions? Because they keep talking about how injured he keeps getting. And I'm, like, this poor dude. Right? And he is being blackmailed. This is, like, I feel like this one is the most messed up one because this guy didn't actually do anything wrong. Right. He's being blackmailed because he hurt himself badly in a game, but he wants to play the championship game because all of the scouts at from colleges are going to be there and he wants a scholarship. And I'm like, right. dude, this poor guy, his rib is sprayed. I'm sure he's getting so much flack from his coaches and his parents and like the principal. I mean, I'm sure, you know, I'm just picturing like such an 80s teen movie where they're like, right. you have to win the big game. Mm-hmm. Yes. And He's just being blackmailed on the side. I'd be pissed off too. Yeah. are hunk. I felt I he's he's the one guy I felt really bad for yeah. in this whole thing. And then there's Hal Morgan. Walt Hogan and Hal Morgan are two similar of names. Right. Like who was doing this? Somebody had to come up with something better. The editor needed to catch that. Yes. And then there was Carla and Connie and I kept on in my notes, kept yes. on mixing them up too. And yes. I'm like, this is no good.
1: Yes. I was the, doing the same thing. I'm like, cause I'm, I read at night. That's when I tend to read. And so I'm reading and I'm like, wait, which one
0: is it again? You know? Yeah. Cause, the, cause they would like start talking about what Hal is doing. And I'm like, Wait, wasn't he the football player? And I'm like, right. no, he's the smart guy. Yes. <laughs> oh. That's frustrating. If you if you're a writer, do not name your people similar names. It's too nice. confusing.
1: Too confusing.
0: So everyone says that this hell. Morgan guy, <laughs> go and see if I was talking about the right person. He's so smart, but he's been having trouble in classes. And he even copies off of Nancy for a pop quiz. And she's like, hey, good luck with that. I only knew 50% of that. And I'm like, yeah, good for you, Nancy. Because right. she lets him. Right? She's like, whatever. Like, I'm not okay. a student, actually. Yeah. <laughs> she catches Hal confronting Jake in another very expositional moment where he's like, I don't have time to write my essay and write your essay. And I'm like, these people need to not have these conversations conversations in public actually right. like I know that they're high schoolers but they're pretty dumb yes and then in a part two of a segment I'll I'll call uh is Nancy Drew actually good at her job she tries to confront both Hal and Hunk Hogan about their respective blackmail items and scares them away and the way it plays out I'm like yeah of course you're so aggressively going in there and being like did you do that did you kill this guy I'm like Nancy like what lady what are you doing you can't you just confront them what yeah so then with the last person on the blackmail tape she uses a different approach which makes more sense so let's talk about Connie because Connie has the problem of uh (laughs) the problem of being fat in an 80s book which means that she's pathetic and she's a hanger on and she you know what I mean like she's just like
1: just that character
0: and you know, it, because Lois Waller in Sweet Valley High. That's exactly. exactly who that is. That's such an archetype in that time. And it's like right. immediately when we meet her, she's like stammering and she's blushing. She's like, Nancy, will you hang out with me? And I'm like, I know this character. And like, right. I'm so glad that like, for the most part, we have moved away from this type of character because yes. it is it's not it's not a good character. No, she uh, she also wants to be a cheerleader, but she's like, I'm too fat. And Carla hates me. And she's the lead cheerleader. And Carla also is Daryl's on again, off again, girlfriend, because just like Ned and Nancy. Right. <laughs> and she's been mean mugging Nancy. all week, <laughs> And she like tries to push her or she does push her off a trampoline. Yeah. Carla's kind of funny, though. Yeah, I kind of liked her. Connie uh, has this Art Deco bracelet that comes up. And I'm like, this is going to be something, right? Right. Yeah. Of course it is because Nancy finds it in Jake's locker when she's going through it the first time. And then on the blackmail video, she's stealing the bracelet. Right. Like Connie, I felt bad for her too. I was just like, I mean, the way they really glossed over the fact how she was saying how she wanted it really bad, but she couldn't afford it. While we're in this town that Nancy has described as this, like, opulent town, these kids drive Porsches to school. Right. There's mansions. Obviously, there's some lower class people in this town. And I'm just like, that would have been interesting to develop a little bit if Connie had been, like, you know, broke and was like, I want to fit in. Like, I would have understood that and said she's just, like, this pathetic girl who steals. Right. So when she goes to confront Connie about being on the blackmail tape, she's very nice about Nancy's very nice about it goes about it in a much better way than she does the other two and Connie admits everything. Yes, but actually, that's not the only three people on the blackmail tape. Let's get into the last guy, Mr. Daryl Gray himself. He's an attractive guy, class president. His hair is blonde, so you know he's trustworthy. Right. She first meets him when she's driving into class the first day. He revs his engine from his black Porsche 911, which he calls his favorite toy, which is absolutely barf worthy. Yes. And Nancy nearly creams herself and immediately Ned is forgotten. Like literally right? she's talking Just about like, Ned, the previous paragraph. Yes. And then she sees this guy and she's like, oh, wait, Ned, who? Who's Ned? It's this guy with this hot car? I need to have him. Yeah. And she, she they like flirt. Yeah, yeah. Like immediately. And then when, when the principal introduces them to each other, as he knows that she's undercover, which again, That was not a good idea to involve anyone in this. If you're not going to involve any of the teachers who have already been like declared innocent, why would you involve another student who possibly could be the person stealing it? That is interesting, though, because I feel like he was trusted because he's blonde. Yes. White. And the class president. Yes. So, like, what is the you know what I mean? Like he just oh, he, gets the he, pass. Yeah, exactly. He couldn't possibly. So when they first meet in the principal's office, Nancy's like, I mean, drooling over this dude. And she's like, How can the principal not see all the chemistry that's happening? He can't see the sparks. How is he not seeing this? I'm like, Nancy, <laughs> because he's not concerned with like two teenagers like eye fucking each other in his often what are you talking right? about i know i was like oh this is weird she's automatically dickmatized by yes. him right like there's no like yes. for, there's no better word for it because no. immediately even though several instances he is so obviously guilty about things yes he does call her detective and i'm like oh <laughs> actually actually because you know i mean you've read a lot of romances yes. you know when the love interest calls the main person by a nickname and you're just like mm-hmm. okay All i'm right. done for. yep it gets me every time and i know yes. i know it's to get me but it mm-hmm. gets me right <laughs> he asks her to the dance and uh she's like well might as well have some fun and i'm like might as well no you're on a case don't date a high school boy. Right. even in 21 jump street there was a rule that said you cannot date the students and it yes. sh- that should be your baseline do not date anyone on a right. case nancy you're very unprofessional yes so there are some things that make daryl seem not so trustworthy that i picked up but nancy was way too into daryl to notice like The fact that um, it's revealed that Daryl's father lost all their money just a few months before. She doesn't think that's any of her business. Really? You don't you don't think that's your business. Right. Think that this is all your business because you're being paid for this. (laughs) Right. Like, isn't that exactly what your business is? If you weren't into this guy, you would be like, hey, that's weird that this guy who has this porsche all of his money is gone but he still has this porsche hmm maybe he's making money some nefarious way that connects with all this no no she's like he's hot so whatever they they go out to get a coke together and that's when her car explodes which is the <laughs> the cover the cover which i just want to i just want to quickly talk about this cover so in the background which If you go to the Instagram, you will see the cover. The background has the car blowing up. It has (laughs) who I'm guessing is Daryl Gray, who looks like a 40-year-old businessman leering at Nancy. He looks so old. He does. He looks like creepy and like... He's got his sweater tied around his oh, neck oh my god and then nancy looks great she's cute i have no notes she also tells him about the blackmail tape which he's super interested in is like oh there's only three people on it there's only three people on it and i'm like nancy nancy right. <laughs> like oh, listen what's hey. happening here and he's like oh let's go to your house to watch it and it's <laughs> and they watch the they watch it and then they make out <laughs> they're interrupted by Bess and george and then ned calls Right? She was just making it's out like, with this dude. <sighs> and Ned's like, I miss you so much. I'm coming home this weekend. And Nancy's like, oh, that's great. And then she's like, oh, shit, I got I got a date. And, I'll, and then she's like, ah, it's fine. It's fine. And Daryl hurries out of there. But when she goes to look at the tape, it's still playing. And <laughs> I guess there's a MCU uh, <laughs> right. end of credits end of scene. Credit scene with Daryl meeting some guy being given an envelope and then driving somewhere which actually doesn't isn't too suspicious and Bess even says like okay i mean he's just driving around and i had the same thought as Bess i said oh he's betting right right was that your initial thought cuz that yeah, was mine definitely I was not expecting where this was going no. i was like wait what's happening yeah <laughs> i totally i'm with you i thought that was it too and this is where it does dive into, we are in the 80s because we are fully into the Cold War, right? Yes. They go to check out the places on the tape that Daryl went to. The first is an Air Force defense plant, which is (laughs) just there. Just there. And then the next is a house that just has a sign that says USSR, private property. That's very convenient. But anyways, what? I'm like, wait, that came out of where did that, what? Yeah, just... Everything was so low stakes. And then this all happened. And I'm like, okay, now I'm interested, actually. This is getting good. So let's get to the solving of the case. Because obviously we've got our prime suspect now, right? We've got Daryl Gray. He's doing some... Nefarious shit. Yes. Nancy makes a plan to confront him at the dance because it just so happens that Bess's new boyfriend's band is playing at the dance. Right? Isn't that weird? Weird. And Nancy's also gotten George a blind date. Nancy is so shady about Bess. She talks about Bess's date. Ellen Wales, the latest love of Bess's life. Shut up, Nancy. You've been making out with the guy who's been, who's going down for espionage and maybe murder. You have no room to talk, right? Like, you are so judgmental for someone who's two-timing both of these guys, one who might be a murderer, right?
1: Oh, yeah.
0: So at the dance, Nancy drags Daryl off, and she's like, oh, I found out why Jake was killed. And he's like, oh, shit. And then she's like, I think I might be in danger. And I'm like, "Uh, yeah, yeah, Hello? yeah, yes. <laughs> But Bess's date shows up and it's Ned. Shocker. Nancy just like says, Oh, I told them everything earlier, except for our romance. <laughs> Nancy, you got your boyfriend to come and confront your side piece. You're so messy, Nancy. You're yeah. so messy.
1: Yes.
0: Daryl admits that he has been spying for the, the Soviets. He's he's a spy. So 80s. So 80s for you. It is. But he didn't kill Jake. Jake's killer is actually this guy named Mitch um, who's been s- feeding s- the secrets to the Soviets. But, you know, Daryl has just been like a go between. Jake was murdered because he's a big old dummy. And he was like, hey, I want more money. Um, Daryl set me up with this Mitch guy. And then, of course, Mitch is like, fuck you. I literally will not go down for treason and kills him yes i'm like jake you and and you know what you know what that is very high school to me because i could see a kid not fully grasping what the fuck he's doing yeah
1: like hmm
0: no prefrontal cortex development there it's like this is some serious shit and like i should probably not get involved with that like nancy convinces daryl to help them get mitch and he's like (laughs) She's like, it'll ease your conscience and maybe your punishment will be lessened. Girl, he committed treason. He committed treason. He's, he's going to prison. Yes. <laughs> I don't care how young he is. Treason. Yeah, that's pretty serious. Mm-hmm. They make this big plan with the police and it involves... This was kind of weird. So it involves secret recording equipment. But then Daryl goes to meet Mitch, and then Brenda, if you'll recall, Brenda is the reporter uh, that we talked about in the beginning. Blows their cover because she's hiding out because she did not actually take Nancy's like directive to not get herself involved. Right. So she reveals them. Mitch holds a gun to Brenda's head. There's a scuffle. The gun goes off. Mitch runs, but Nancy manages to get his confession on tape. He like he's like, yeah, I killed him. <laughs> like it's just it's so convenient right just oh wrapped up yep and then daryl gets shot but not bad but But not like bad he's fine he's okay (laughs) nancy shows up at school the next day to wrap things up with the principal the spy ring went back to russia mitch went to jail daryl is in the hospital he's healing nicely but um they're like we don't know what's gonna happen to him yeah because he literally committed treason Right? right Brenda got her story Nancy tells Ned about what happened with Daryl and he's like "Mm, let's not talk about this actually he's just like breezes on through she's like like yeah we like made out a whole bunch and he's like let's mm, it's fine it's just we're not you and she's like I love you so much I'm like oh you're exhausting Nancy (laughs) she hates Ned she just Is uses I, Ned when it's convenient. I have, like I have a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, because Ned reveals, like, I'm Nancy's boyfriend to Daryl when he like tackles him. Pretty much when he's rescuing her, <laughs> and Daryl's like, "Wait, what? I'm been- like, we've been I, no,
1: we've been, I'm her kind of boyfriend.
0: Yeah, I took her to the dance. Did you take her to the dance? Oh, <laughs> so that's that story. I liked it a lot. It mm-hmm. was really fun. I mean, obviously there was just so much like so many moments where I was like, yeah, duh. Like yeah. obviously this is what happened. But it's, you know, it's written for a 10-year-olds, like right. what can you do? Right, exactly. But it was fun to read and it was quick and it was easy. And I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna keep reading Nancy Drew books because they're yes. they're just so much fun to read. Right. And I could see like being a kid and like waiting for that next book to come out and right. like hurrying to the bookstore and just like Pulling it off the shelf and hurrying home because right. they're so much fun. And Nancy is a fun character. She's messy. She hates Ned. Uh, she's mean to her friends, but she's fun. But she
1: is. She is fun. <laughs>
0: uh, it was. It was pretty funny. <laughs> I. Uh, I enjoyed all the characters. I again don't name your two characters right the same. Not it's, such
1: similar names. It's it confusing. Yes.
0: That's my advice that I'll leave everyone with today. So let's talk about how, as like teenagers, uh, we related to Nancy or like what kind of lessons we would have like taken from it, how, how we connect with Nancy Drew as a whole, since I mean, obviously you don't remember reading this book and I didn't read a lot of these books either, but like, I definitely have things like that connect me to Nancy Drew.
1: Oh, for sure. I mean, I definitely read a lot of these books. This one in particular, like I say, I don't remember it because that was kind of a shocker of the murder and the all this, you know, things. But, But yeah, I remember as a whole reading the Nancy Drew books and being like, she was a strong character. That was something, you know, that I really enjoyed. Well, and part of it is it was the 80s where in the 70s, you know, was starting the women's movement and moving into the 80s for that. And so kind of was helpful,
0: I guess, in that. Yeah, I like I said in the last episode, there's so many women like, especially like politicians who talk about what uh, influence Nancy Drew's been on them. And I could totally see that because like, I mean, just especially in that time, being a driven woman was hard because you're just like, judged for it. Nancy's judged for it a lot. Nancy's not taken seriously a lot of the time. I actually feel like the earlier book series does better and establishing her as like a much better character that like like has her own because I feel like this book does lean more into like the teen trope of it all where it's like I love fashion and there's nothing wrong with loving fashion there's nothing wrong with loving boys but it just like it leans more into that than the Nancy solving mysteries yes
1: absolutely I agree with that totally Because, yeah, I think some of the earlier books, she was such a, it was more about the mystery and it was more about that, you know, it was stronger, I guess. I don't know, some, maybe you have to write it off that it was the 80s.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I blame Sweet Valley, I think.
1: Yes, yes. (laughs) They were trying to capture that. What Sweet Valley was doing.
0: To me, this this book was troubling to me because I uh had to take a moment and think about going back to high school. And as I said, was in cold sweats about that. And I was like, that's bone chilling that she has to go back to high school. Like I have nightmares that start out like that, actually. Mm. And she talks about like how boring it is, like all these subjects. And I was like, yeah high school a lot of it was boring and like it, it's so weird to think back on cuz i know like a lot of people when they get past like these certain times in their life they just don't even think back on it cuz like i mean there's sometimes there's no value in it i obviously do because i have a whole podcast about it right but i think back to like the subjects and classes where i was like i don't want to be here what is the point of all this yes. um and she talks about going to gym class and i was like hell no right i was like um the principal knows that I'm undercover. I will not be scheduled for a gym class. Right? Hell no, exactly. Like I should not have to do that. No. no. Um, and okay. And then the other thing that I connected with was um Bess's new musician boyfriend. Yes. Oh, <sighs> that was rough for me to read as a uh, as a recovered musician's girlfriend. Right. Oh, Nancy. Asked Bess, like, "Hey, we should all do something together sometime." And Bess is like, "Yeah, definitely." Um, oh, but he's like super busy, like with his music. And I'm like, "Girl, oh, poor you, poor me, yeah. poor everyone who's dated a musician in high school that were like, he's totally going places. He's totally going." And then you just sit there for hours as he just like, smokes cigarettes and fucks around with like his terrible band in like someone's basement, <laughs> and you're just like, "Can I go home now?" Right. He's like, "Babe, babe, do you see that, babe?" <laughs> We've all been there. Some of us have been there.
1: Totally been there. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. We don't talk about that <laughs> very much. But yes, I have totally been but it there.
0: But it is a pretty well-known experience for a lot of teenage girls. I also... This just like reminded me of... For some reason, I was watching the <laughs> Your Body is a Wonderland John Mayer music video. Oh. I don't support John Mayer. He's awful. No, he's terrible. But... <laughs> in a lot of moments of that music video he's sitting in his living room across from this girl just playing music and just singing to her and I was like Ryan and I were watching it together and I made a comment like that's actually really awkward and like I've been I've I've done like I've been that girl and how awkward is it to just sit there while this guy sits directly across from you making eye contact with you as he plays you a song that he thinks is so good and like he made it just for you and he's just like nothing else is going on around it's the most awkward thing ever and I feel like it is the epitome of Bess's relationship with this musician that does come into the second book I think the second book has to do with it but um I was like girl don't date a musician
1: Like, oh, it just leads to nowhere.
0: Too bad. <laughs> oh, that's that. That's actually my ending advice. Thank you so much for coming on here and talking about this with me. This was so much Absolutely. fun. I loved it. You'll have to come back.
1: Definitely. We'll
0: talk about more 80s stuff because. Oh, uh, yep. I'm you your know girl.
1: <laughs> I'm your girl for that. do it.
0: All right. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. Bye.